You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Amher 6, Jefferson Forest nothing, but the Cavaliers are marching and have a second down and three. We'll call it second and two, actually, from the Lancer 30 to start this second quarter. They work now from right to left, south to north. Shotgun snap, handoff to Marstella right up the middle, and he gets the first down to the 27, needed two, and got three. One thing we've monitored, and uh, it hasn't affected Tyrese Calloway's blocking. He's got a tough spot, though. He's been the left guard all of preseason camp throughout the offseason. He slides over in a pinch to center tonight, and we've seen some of those center Tyrese Calloway and quarterback Josiah Bell exchanges go awry. We'll have some more thoughts on that and whatever happens here on first and 10 from the 27 momentarily. This time a snap, and again, Marsteller cuts back from right tackle to right guard inside the 25, keeps his legs plowing down on the right hash mark from the 20 to the 19 where he's brought down. Good game there. It has not affected Callaway's blocking. He's been great there, but you got to get that center snap exchange down, and this is an on-the-fly training for him. Yeah, a lot of pressure on him right there, especially when they slide over one of those defensive tackles, which is what they're doing right now to put them put him on the center. That really pressures him when he's got somebody right in his face trying to snap the ball. A minute into the second quarter, this time a snap. Amherst reads it perfectly. They blow up the play. Marsteller hit back at the 24, and he's brought down for a loss of five. It goes from third and two to third and seven. Manageable, but not nearly as ideal. Trailing six nothing. A buck 15 into this first quarter, this second quarter here from Amherst on a brisk Friday evening. First time we've got temperatures at game time around 73, and they've been dropping into the 60s, and they'll go down to the upper 40s by the end of the night. Two receivers each side, third down, and we'll call it seven for Jefferson Forrest from the Lancer, 25, a shade in from there. Bell shotgun snaps, slips out of the rush, stands in the pocket, fires, he's hit. And the ball falls incomplete, harmlessly into the field turf at the 16-yard line. No Cavalier defender, no Cavalier receiver there, but it's not grounding. He was hit as that ball fluttered, and Frajaya thankfully fell harmlessly incomplete. Yeah, he he initially set up in the pocket, but a Rouse took too long, and the pocket finally collapsed, and he basically had to try to scramble out and try to throw it right there. But Amherst is bringing heat. They are bringing heat. They're blitzing their linebackers on regular basis now to pressure the offense. Four receivers, three to the left. Bell from the shotgun, a screen pass across the middle, and it's incomplete. So it's incomplete on the fourth down pass play. JF had the right play design, but a little miscommunication there, and it looked like the linemen did a better job getting downfield than either of the backs, and therefore it's an incompletion and a turnover on downs. Yeah, again, it was a, it was an inside screen right there. Linemen are supposed to punch their uh, defender and let him go through, and then they're supposed to release to the second level linebackers right there, and the running back's supposed to be able to just curl back and catch it behind the line of scrimmage, but the throw was too high over top. It just never looked good once it got play going right there, and they missed another opportunity as they drove but could not uh, finish what they started. Both drives have gotten inside the red zone, inside the 20-yard line, but penalties and misplays have created a derailing effect and ultimately turnover on downs both times. Amherst was going to do an end-around, but referees blow the whistle and the play's blown dead because of a full start on Amherst, which will back them up from about the 25 to about the 20. Actually, it's a shade inside the 20 toward the 19 for the Lancers on first and 15 
10-13 remaining in the first half. They'll have the ball and a pretty good length of the field to march. They had a jet sweep going right there, and uh, they had an illegal procedure right there. Otherwise, there was an opportunity right there on that jet sweep because it looked like his speed was going to get him to the edge. He might have turned it up. Four-man front for JF. They've got two more edge rushers showing, and it's a snap inside get breaking a tackle 25. Instead of cutting, it's plowing straight forward. It looked like Travers, the junior, was the one to get the carry. It was Demonte Mosby, the tailback, and he takes it up to about the 29, gain of five. Yeah, again, uh, inside plays right there. They're basically just a quick hit and zero trap. Again, they're guards just pulling right there they're trapping the first man outside the center and it's such a quick handoff it's such a quick hitter one wrong step you could be out of position big run right there on that first down trap split backfield for Amherst this time and it gives it the H back on the end around and a nice job reading that and a tackle in the open field for Jefferson Forrest is Slade Kazee the outside linebacker read that end around perfectly Number eight, tackling the other number eight. James Morris at Amher is getting brought down there. And a loss of about a yard or so. It'll bring up third and four for Amherst. Yeah, great job right there. Coming up from his outside linebacker position, was able to get the open field tackle on that jet sweep. And Coach Christmas came back to that play after initially trying that where they had the false start. He tried to come right back to it. And luckily, it was a great job by the outside linebacker coming up. Trace Ligon, the quarterback, this time a handoff on the right side, stopping 30, cutting 35, first down, a dive up to the 40, and tripped up in the open field. It looked like Kazee again with a tackle as Tyree Thomas, the H-back, got that carry in a well-designed play on third down for Amherst. Gives them a first down. Yeah, coming right back again. This wing T offense is not a whole lot of plays. There's only a set number of plays. What you do is you run them perfect almost every time and that was a buck sweep coming right back to the buck sweep that's one of the bread and butters of this offense is to run that sweep pulling linemen and having your fullback be your lead blocker to the offset tailback both teams have gotten first downs presented by Nadine Blakely Realtor with Remax but Amherst has capitalized on it once can they do it again not quite a pass play of about nine yards on a quick out route to Omar McPherson to split end and that's one thing we didn't see as much when Bob Christmas was at Jefferson Forest, and it varies depending on his personnel, but he's gone to the air a handful of times here this evening, and it's been successful at least twice, that being the second one. Yeah, and all, all that was was just a quick little out route, little five-yard out route. He was wide open. The corner was really playing back right there. That's almost a gimme. You know, good throw and catch right there. That's almost a gimme. Those corners have to close some of that cushion down clockworks under 740 to go first half Amherst trying to grow their six nothing advantage and a give on the end of round Thomas turns a corner of the 45 stops at the 50 and he's undercut right there but this may be coming back flags come flying in in the neighborhood of a hold the referees already signal that and it will go backwards by 10 yards most certainly because it was a no game play on second and one yeah Ethan Boone playing Linebacker right there did a great job coming up field and trying to not let him seal the end right there. And the receiver just was holding him the whole time right there. And that was easy to see for the official right there. And a great job by Boone or uh, by uh, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan Boone making that play himself coming off the edge. And it's from the spot of the foul. And that was a backfield hold on Amherst at the 45. So they go back to their own 35 and it goes from second and one to second and 15 
for the Lancers. Now they've broken through on one of these before on second and 22, but obviously Bob Christmas doesn't want to keep putting himself in that spot or his team. Snap this time, trying to turn the corner left side, breaking through one tackle, and it looked like flags come through for a face mask as Trace Ligon was trying to turn the corner off of left tackle on the far side hash at the 40, and he was brought down kind of awkwardly far side, but from our view, it looked like his head got twisted a little bit. Yeah, what a shame there because that was a, a great defensive play. He just happened to snag him by the face mask, but it was a good job pulling that pulling that play and stopping it because the quarterback pulled it from the, uh, the running back. Again, another another read probably on the quarterback, or it could be just a, a play call from Coach Christmas for him to keep it. But either way, they did a good job shutting it down. He just grabbed him by the face mask. Big 15-yard penalty right there. If it was a clean tackle, it would have set up third and nine. Of course, if it was not grabbing the face mask, maybe Ligon gets more yards and it's moot. So instead, it's going to be first and 10 Amherst at the Jefferson Forest. 46. Few shades in from the left hash mark and Ligon's play fake. He drops back. He has to eat it in the backfield at the 44 of Amherst. Excellent job getting into the backfield. Sam Hammersmith comes in there. He's met in the backfield by Slade Kazee and they were both there to bring down Ligon for a big loss. Huge defensive play right there. JF bringing some heat right there. Sending some linebackers, bringing some blitzes. And that's exactly what they needed. And the quarterback, after he was doing his play fake, did not have time to really get away from the rush right there, and it caused him to have a big loss right there. Huge, huge play by JF's defense on that blitz. Second and 27th for Amherst. They'll face a six-man front for JF, a play fake, and it gives to the H-back in the round. Stopping 50, 45, staying on his feet inside the 40 and down to the 37-yard line. Not quite enough for an Amherst first down, but needing 27 yards. It's a game of about 24, and Amherst is now set up in a great spot, third and short after the run to the H-back, Thomas. And they came back to a play they've already run a couple times, and that's simply the wing counter. Everything play actions away, it's almost basically like a little mini reverse uh, to that wing. And, again, you get the flow of the action. Unless you're reading it, you're going to miss it. Six-man front snap this time. First down run at the 30 inside there to the 25. Just a good job by Thomas following the right side of the offensive line, which opened up holes. And he gets down to the 35, a gain of 12. And he'll answer first down. And they're starting to move effectively. If you need to move effectively, you need to call Nadine Blakely. Real with Remax First Olympic, number one agent in the Commonwealth of Virginia for Remax in 2021 and trending that way again here this year. Yeah, again, wing T offense right here. You know, they always just said it was three or four yards in a cloud of dust. Well, we're playing on turf right now, so it's definitely three or four yards, but no dust. This time a snap and a give on an inside handoff. Not a lot of sledding there for Amherst. Back to the original line of scrimmage on that run. And that'll be it. It was an inside give. Jonathan Goins, the other tailback option, second and 10 coming up. Well, that was the first time that defensively they stopped that inside zero trap right there. They did a good job blowing that up. There was nobody. The pulling line was not able to get, get across there and trap that man. They blew that one up. That was the first time they did a good job stopping that inside zero trap. Three yards in a cloud of dust or three yards in a bunch of pellets is what they have on field turf, those little rubber pellets if you've ever been on one of these. 
Snap this time, and it's a play fake. Dropping back, Ligon looks for a man over the middle, and incomplete. Couldn't quite get his feet set, and it will look to be the open receiver, James Morris, who was out of the backfield. Actually had a step on the defender, Morris did, around the seven, close to the left hash mark, but it falls incomplete as that ball skids into the field turf. Little play-action boot right there. Again, he had he would have had a little more time been able to set his feet. He had an open receiver breaking across the field there. He was wide open, and it was underthrown. Missed opportunity by the Lancers on that play with the bootleg pass. 4.01 to go. Stagnant clock first quarter. 6-0 Amherst. They want to grow their advantage. Give off of the left side of the line, and Morris couldn't quite break through the opening there. Gets down from the 25 to about the 23, gains two. It does set Amherst up with fourth and eight. Yeah, coming right back with the wing counter. This time they were running it back to the left side. They had been running it to the right side a couple times. They tried to come back and go the opposite way with the left side wing counter. And defense did a great job bringing up a huge fourth down right here in the second quarter right here. Big, big play defensively for the Cavaliers coming up. Just 3.23 left, working clock, second quarter. Snap, play, fake. Ligon rolls out, backdoor screen, caught 25, slipping through a tackle at the 20, ball pops out, and JF falls on it at the 15. It's irrelevant who really fell on it because it was shy of the first down marker at the 15-yard line, but JF comes up with it, and so Amherst had something developing on fourth down, but they could not quite Get the first down presented by Nadine Blakely Road or three max, and instead it's a turnover on downs. Yeah, and it was a it was a pretty tricky little play they had. They had the quarterback sprinting out to the right, but they had a throwback going back to the left. They almost call that like a tight end hide, and they made the throw out there, and he caught it. But luckily, there was enough time for defense to get around that football, and get a strip. So it'll be first and 10 for Jefferson Forest, 6 nothing. It's been hard to find the Impact Church end zone. It's not hard to find Impact Church. They're at Jefferson Forest High School every Sunday morning if you'd like to join them for worship. But it's been hard to find the Impact Church end zone is the only time it's happened was the opening drive of the game for Amherst. 6 nothing. high snap. Bell drops back, pulls it down. Now floats a pass down the left side. Jackson thought he had it. Instead, it's incomplete. A great read on that ball from Devontae West. Devontae Wade, excuse me, the free safety knocked that ball down at midfield and actually had a chance at the interception. It'll be incomplete in second and ten. Well, that ball was underthrown by about about three or four yards. Three or four more yards on that football, and you may have had Brody Jackson right there going into the end zone on that long bomb right there. It was just slightly underthrown by Josiah Bell. Jackson's second game back, and that timing's still not quite there. Bell, this time an inside give Marsteller. Plows his legs back to the original line of scrimmage. He had to fight for that, and he's brought down on the right hash mark. There it brings us to third down and 10. We're inside three minutes to go in the first half. Not, not much on that run right there for Marsteller. Normally they had been moving the ball pretty decent when they had been running it for some decent positive yards, but that time the ball got stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Brings up a third and long right here, which is, situations they don't want to be in four receivers set for jefferson forest Amherst not showing a lot of blitzers but they may bring a couple on the delay bell drops back he's hit as he throws incomplete as the ball flutters harmlessly wobbles into the field turf around the 28 he wanted to find jackson but jackson was on the slant and because bell was hit it does not get there 
three and out goes the JF offense. Yeah, they, they just aren't giving Josiah Bell enough time, especially with the blitzing right there. Amherst defense is bringing a lot of heat, especially on those passing downs like that. Josiah Bell did not have find, find any time to find an open receiver, and basically they're now having to punt the ball back. Donnie Revel and Matt Christmas, the co-defensive coordinators for Amherst, have dialed up a lot of pressure, and often it's been in the right spot in terms of down and distance and where it can impact Bell's throwing. Marsteller set to punt it away, but flags come in. This looks like it'll be a false start on JF. It will. There'll still be enough room in the end zone for Marsteller to punt, but you're flirting with that danger zone if you're JF as the ball goes back to the 10. Yeah, anytime, anytime you're punting and your punter's back in the end zone, that's a dangerous situation right there. A lot of bad things can happen uh, with that. Amherst sending Devontae Wade back to return the punt. He stands at the 45. It might not get there. The ball is going to flutter into the bench at the 34 of Jefferson Forest. So that's where Amherst takes over. Both teams, all three timeouts remaining. Amherst wants to get back into the Impact Church end zone like they did on the opening drive when Jai Sean Manning fought in there from five yards out for our only score at 6 nothing. Yeah. Great field position right here. Not, not a good punt right there at all by Alex Marsteller. They're starting the ball right here at the 34-yard line. 34 yards to pay dirt right now for the Amherst Lancers. The defense has to come up with a big stop here with almost with a little over two minutes left here before we go to the locker room. We said that a lot about Brian Burford's squad tonight. JF's moved the ball at times, but the most recent drive, it was a stale possession, three and out. Snap this time from Ligon, a handoff, slipping through a tackle at the 35. And following the right side, blockers down to what we'll call the 31 on that run. And now looking like he might need some help getting back over to the sideline is Manning. And nope, he says he's fine. And that correction, that was James Morris. And so Amherst gets about five and sets up second down. And five. We're inside two minutes to go. A reminder, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. That's why you should consider a life insurance policy from State Farm agent Paul Minchner. He'll customize the right one for you when you swing by his offices in Rocky Mount or, most conveniently, Bedford, Virginia. Snap this time. Blowing the play up in the backfield. Three Cavalier defenders, most notably Tyrese Callaway was in there. Sam Buckley also came in on the stop. And a great job to read that and stop it immediately and Demonte Mosby couldn't get anything going there. Yeah, again, that was the little that was an inside zero fullback trap right there and they've done a great job now twice in a row stuffing that inside little trap play right there and it puts Amherst in third and five right there with no gain on that play. And let's see what coach Christmas has and let's see if the defense decides they're going to try to bring some more pressure right here. Three timeouts for each team under a minute to go. JF no, Amherst will spend their first time out with 57 seconds to go before halftime. We'll see what they draw up on third and five from the Jefferson Forest. 30-yard line, Amherst six, JF nothing, approaching halftime. At our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. 
You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Out of the timeout on third and five for the Amherst Lancers at the Jefferson Forest 38. Want to grow this 6 nothing advantage 57 seconds before halftime. Ligon on the bootleg play, wow. and it's dropped. Had a receiver open at the five at the 25-yard line, but unable to pull that one in. It was Jonathan Goins, the tailback, and incomplete. Would have been a first down instead, fourth and five for Amherst. Wow, great opportunity right there to catch that football, turn up the sideline for a first down, maybe more. Dropped it. You got to catch it before you can run with it. And now it's going to be fourth and five for Amherst, 53 seconds to go before halftime. They want to get back to the Impact Church end zone. JF would like to force a turnover on downs and see if they can do anything with their three timeouts. Amherst appears to want another timeout to see what they'll do on fourth down. They choose to call it, so we'll take it with them. 53 seconds before halftime, 6-0 Amherst over Jefferson Forest. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with Remax, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all Remax agents, coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Big fourth down coming up for the Amherst Lancers and for the Jefferson Forest defense, which wants a stop to try to keep it at 6 nothing Amherst. 53 seconds to go before halftime. Three receivers split to the left side for Amherst. Ligon, the quarterback, kicks his right leg back to send one of them in motion. He drops back, quick throw over the left side, looks for a man, and it is... No, not intercepted. Better for JF. Incomplete. And look at the ball back. Not at the 15-yard line where the interception from Childers would have happened, but instead at the 30. And that's where this Cavalier offense takes over with 47 seconds remaining in the first half, trailing 6-0. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Fourth down play right there, trying to get a get a man deep right there. A little, little play action with the, with the jet motion right there. And then they went ahead and tried to throw it deep over the top, but the corner stayed right on that. Nothing doing on that play at all. Three receivers set for Jefferson Forest, and do they want a timeout to discuss their first down play? Yes, they do. They burn their first. They've got two left, trailing 6 nothing at Amherst, 47 seconds remaining in the first half. We find out what happens after this. Leaks on the offensive line in the defensive secondary or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. 47 seconds left, first half. JF, we'll see how aggressive they get. Bell drops back, trailing 6-0. They wanted to throw, but instead he's engulfed back around the 22. And it'll be a sack, and that thought may go up in smoke as each team has a timeout left. 
And it looks like Amherst may spend their time out with 36 seconds to go before halftime. No, JF does. So they burn another timeout. We'll see what they draw up here on second and long. When we come back, 6-0 Amherst leads JF. Waning moments of the first half. Before you visit Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Two backs are right next to Josiah Bell, who operates out of the shotgun. 36 seconds to go before half. JF's got it, second and long from their own 22. JF's going to throw. Bell drops back, floats a pass down the left sideline, wants to get aggressive and incomplete. He wanted Brody Jackson, and it's knocked away into the field turf, and it falls down incomplete. And now the kicker is... Amherst has one timeout left, so if you run the ball on third and 17, they probably will burn a timeout and force you to punt, and then we'll see what happens here, and it might get a little more dicey before intermission. 6 nothing. JF trails at Amherst about a half minute to go in the first half with the coach Rick Kennedy. I'm Ed Lane from a brisk and very pleasant Friday evening at Amherst County High School. Well, Coach Cruz definitely being aggressive right there, trying to get his best player down the field, and Josiah Bell throw it out to him. Shotgun snap a little high and nowhere to go for Mark Steller on the end of the round there. He's brought down around the 17, loss of about five. Amherst does spend their final timeout with 23 seconds remaining in the first half. How does this somewhat dicey first half end? We'll find out when we come back after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM, JF trailing at Amherst, 6-0. Lynchburg Regional Airport is going strong. For many years now, Lynchburg's low fares have been among the most competitive in the area. And our conveniently scheduled flights offer easy connections on American Airlines through Charlotte to over 170 nonstop destinations worldwide. So check the great round trip airfares currently being offered by visiting flylyh.com today and click book now. Prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply. Advanced purchase is required and availability is limited. When you're ready, we're ready. Check Lynchburg first. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. 23 seconds to go in the first half. Fourth down and long. JF's going to have to punt this ball away. It'll be snapped from the 16-yard line. Marsteller's last kick was not his best. He'll send this one away momentarily. Back to Devontae Wade of Amherst. Marsteller puts his right leg into it. It's not a particularly... High kick, but it takes a bounce. Wade picks it up. 50-yard line tries to break a tackle at the 45. And now he's hit by a wall of defenders. Still out of tackles. And now finally brought down at the 50-yard line with nine seconds to go in the first half. So Amherst will get a crack or two to get to the end zone. And then JF might be able to slip out of here, trailing just 6-0 at halftime. We'll see what happens over the last nine seconds of the second quarter. Yeah, and again, because we're in high school and you can get a first down, this clock stops, you could technically get a first down somewhere down around the 25 or 30-yard line. Uh, they'll stop the clock to move the change. You, you immediately get lined up and spike it, and that gives you at least one other play to throw in the end zone. So you're looking at possibly two plays right here. 
No timeouts left for either team. Up under center is Ligon, a split backfield, and a quick throw over to the right side. McPherson grabs it, slips to a tackle at the 40. He does not get the first down or get out of bounds, so that is going to end the first half. Good zone defense by JF. Again, Sam Hammersmith and Luke Hawkins both in on the stop for the Cavaliers, and that brings us to halftime. 6-0, Hammers leads Jefferson Forest halfway through this high school football game. We come back with our halftime show, Trail Lab. First half highlights, there weren't a lot for the offense. He'll also have scores. Some college football going on, including a big Virginia-Syracuse game, plus maybe a little Major League Baseball, his Yankees, Trey going to self-indulge us, and of course, high school scores as well, and not to mention, second half look ahead. All of that's still to come. We're at halftime from Amherst County High School, and the Lancers leading the visiting Jefferson Forest Cavaliers 6-0 on WIQORadio.com, Virginia's talk station app. Ask your smart speaker. Stream WIQO Radio in the course 100.9 FM. Coach Kennedy here, and I'm here to introduce you to the fastest growing church in Forest, Virginia, Impact Church. If you want to find out how to be on the winning team for eternity, Impact Church is a place for you. Here is more now from Pastor Brad. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Brad from Impact Church in Forest, and I want to extend a special invitation to you and your family to join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at our new location in the Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium. We are a church that stands on and preaches all of God's word unashamedly because we believe and know that God changes lives through his word. Impact has a heart for evangelism, a mission to make disciples who follow Christ, and we are active in our community. The spirit of the Lord is moving. God is doing an amazing work through Impact Church, and we would love for you and your family and friends to come be a part of it as we make an impact for Christ. We look forward to meeting you this Sunday at 10 a.m., at Jefferson Forest High School. You might know that State Farm agent Paul Minchner has great service. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. So call State Farm agent Paul Minchner at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with REMAX, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all REMAX agents coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com. What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at select Express Lanes and all Moore's locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lane's famous fried chicken, just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces, and serve it up with a wide selection of Express Lane's homestyle sides. Game nights are better when you feed your crew with some help from Express Lane's. This is Randy Trost of the Trost Law Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, Trost Law understands exactly what you're going through. That's why we're available 24-7 to give you and your family the support you need to help you get back on your feet. If you've been injured as a result of someone else's negligence, 
call the Trust Law Group at 777-HURT. That's 777-H-U-R-T. And put us to work for you. The best place for deals on restaurants is InsaneRadioDeals.com. On the site right now at a low, low price, $50 gift cards to Gray's on Fifth Street for only $37.50. That's right, $50 gift cards to Gray's on Fifth Street for only $37.50. You can enjoy their selection of locally inspired dishes and generous food and drink servings. Head to the site and check out this deal and all the others at InsaneRadioDeals.com. This past week in the fast lane included a trip down memory lane, country road style, of course, with former WVU fullback Owen Schmidt about the meaning of the West Virginia-Virginia Tech rivalry for players, coaches, fans, and neighbors. Hear it. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Share your thoughts. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join us this coming week in the Fast Lane. Weekday afternoons, 5 to 6, on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, 93.3 FM. Ask your smart speaker, stream CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at select Express Lanes and all Moore's locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lanes Famous Fried Chicken, just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces, and serve it up with a wide selection of Express Lanes homestyle sides. Game nights are better when you feed your crew with some help from Express Lanes. Before you visit Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. 